Welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and today is Thursday, November 10th, 2017. And you're listening to the podcast where we talk about everything that's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter every week. Uh, but before we get into it, I just want to give a huge thank you to everyone who uh, stepped up and donated to the Extra Life Charity, uh, which supported the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, that was all of last week. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the the charity's still open. So if you do want to donate, I'm sure there's there's some kind of link where you can go and uh, and give if you are so inclined. Uh, but if not, to to the one that we ran, some other one. I'm sure there's there's tons throughout the week. But anyway, uh, he, the community was so incredible with how much they gave. It was we nearly doubled our numbers from last year which is incredible uh but not only that i just want to give a huge personal thank you to everyone who stuck around during the stream and really brought me through some of the harshest hours uh, just remember back to when we started hellblade and that was well, it was a nightmare to set up because that game is like super cpu intensive but also it is super like personal cpu intensive in my own brain uh and that the way that the audio worked 20 hours into a live stream where I had to be on the whole time, that was just a nightmare in more ways than one. So thank you to everyone who was there uh, in support and then just for playing games with me. It was, a, it was just a good time. It was a good time, good feeling, uh, and I appreciate all the support and was super impressed by the love that you guys shared to the Children's Miracle Network. But aside from that... We can move on to news. Actually, one of the games that we did play during the stream, I actually loved this game. It was the first time I touched it. I held off on it uh, until the stream because I wanted to get this fresh, fresh new look on things. Uh, first thing I want to share is that the makers of Cuphead actually provide this video of where they break down at least one of the the matches, rounds, levels in Cuphead. Yeah, levels. One of the levels in Cuphead where it's a... It's a frog duo uh, that are very, very obvious callouts to Street Fighter 2. So they've got like the Ryu and Ken references. No, not even Street Fighter 2. Now I think about it. There's like third, they use like the third strike animations. They, they use all kinds of animations. They go through in this video and they explain kind of some of their inspirations and where things, uh, you know, some of the animations that they used, how they look similar to other animations that were used in classic fighting games. Uh, and then they also allude to other things in that game that allude to, not, not even just allude to, but just give, you know, homage. Not fully taking, you know, you know, shot for shot how things are. Not just fully stealing things. Like, there's no Ryu Hadoken animation, but there are Hadoken projectiles which show up in that game that do look it's when you see it there's a certain reverence for those types of games that is uh really something special uh so just and i could tell even when playing that game through the first time uh i think i made it halfway someone can correct me if i'm wrong on that uh, i think i made it pretty far but i saw a lot of that game and i loved every second of it uh just a lot of incredible animations uh but if you want to you know, get into it and see what their inspirations were. Uh, that video is, I, I think, is a good place to start. And there's also a lot of really good conversation in that particular thread. I just feel like games in general, fighting like the old fighting game lore and stuff. Street Fighter Two, it's it's been so pervasive uh, throughout popular culture, which we'll get into in a little bit. But before we hit that mark, I want to say something about Capcom: is that they're hiring a PR manager. Good luck. Uh, to whoever gets that position, as long as they do that, uh, there are uh, requirements for this job that they're asking for. As and if this is something that you feel so inclined to to sign up for, and you're on board, by all means, please apply for this job and help out the Capcom Fighting Game PR, because as of as of right now, I think the entire community, the FGC as a whole, and even outside the FGC, and just the general games community, there's a lot of... Anytime I hear of Street Fighter V talked, out, talked of outside of FGC circles, uh, just in general, other g general gaming podcasts, even uh, as far as what my 
like my friends who don't even play a whole lot of games say they're like, well, Street Fighter V, that game's kind of broken, isn't it? Or that MBCI, there's no, I heard there's no, the X-Men in that. I like the X-Men. So it it is an uphill battle for sure. Uh, So God bless anyone who, who takes that job and good luck to any of them. I would be happy to to have you at any time because there's a whole lot of community a whole lot of the fgc hangs out on our street fighter uh so it, it might be good to have some kind of in there i'll we'll see we'll see how that goes um it depends on who gets the job but i'm interested to see how that goes and if this is something that you're interested in please feel free in applying because they need the help uh speaking of other stuff that is outside of just the fgc in general uh if you like tabletop games if you're into role-playing games uh as turns out uh there's this really interesting article uh from a waypoint written by ian williams of the street fighter tabletop game that never actually was released i think he alludes the to ways that you can maybe get your hands on this and i'm pretty sure you know, it's the world that we live in with the internet as it is. There's probably ways to get your hands on some of the material. Maybe not official material, but maybe they say they share some screenshots later. But anyway, uh, I haven't personally gotten into the tabletop roleplay. It's always something that I've said that maybe we ought to do and get together a, a team to sit down once a month to do a role-playing game. But uh, if that's something that you're interested in, uh, as it turns out, it was actually done by the people who made vampire the masquerade so there are some some rpg uh chops here it's not like they hired some chumps to do it Uh, apparently from what people have said who have played it and from what they like in the forum uh or i guess in the post when it was made on our street fighter some people said it's kind of a garbage game but it's it is interesting to read about the the quote-unquote lore that was part of this game Uh, it's a very long read so buckle up Uh, and very interesting if that's something if you're into rpgs highly recommend reading that entire article it's it's pretty gripping but moving on another thing that's pretty gripping lay some hands on people at evo japan Uh, the kicker though is that it's gonna be right after the AE update a week after or something like five days after so they're gonna go with that they're going with AE patch at EVO think like think about that something that carries the gravity of EVO granted it's Japan it's their first year so there's gonna be a little bit of growing pains and I mean they've it's not like they haven't run like major tournaments in Japan they have but I mean they're taking EVO to Japan they're taking Evo to Japan and they're using a version of the game that's been out for less than a week. Th- that to me is, that seems crazy, right? That's got to be crazy. And I think we'll see how things go, I guess, leading up to that. But to quote, to quote Capcom themselves uh, on the announcement of Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, they said, and I quote, for those yearning for more options, each character will receive a second V-trigger, which will significantly change their playstyle. Significantly change their playstyle. Less than a week before, before this huge tournament. You may need to relearn your main or perhaps try another character, which speaks to you in a different way due to their alternate abilities. That's, whew, that is worrisome. That's if you are a competitor who wants to potentially win Evo Japan, you have got to be digging into that that day one tech. What does everyone not know that week beforehand, and exploit the shit out of that, or find like what if something's broken? We'll see. I don't know. It's it's such toss up. That's such a. Ri- I feel like that's such a huge risk. But also the other, like the devil side on the other shoulder is saying, yeah, but this will be super interesting, right? We're going to see some broken stuff on a huge stage with the best players for the first ever Evo Japan. There's a part of me that thinks, oh, this could go wrong in some beautiful ways. And 
I'm excited about it. Regardless, I'm excited. And I'm excited for Evo Japan. It should be a fantastic tournament, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and so should you come January. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, what is the actual date? It's not the 18th. It's like five days. 23rd, something like that. It's that weekend. Anyway, look forward to that. Next one. Okay, this was a clip shared by High Fight. Also, if you don't, I've said this before. If you don't follow High Fight on Twitter, please do so. It, dude just shares the best clips. But look at this goddamn clip. Uh, it is the most perryful Alex and Abigail set. Uh, this, uh, just this little clip is anime AF. Look at this. It's nuts. And it goes back and forth. But this is the crazy thing. Uh, in this particular match, this isn't the only round that goes this way. He shares the other rounds, and they are just as ham. Full ham. Parries, double parries, going either way from Alex and Abigail. It is... It brings the hype. High fight brings the hype. That's for damn sure. Uh, if that's the one takeaway you get from this potential, this particular segment... Double, ah, it's so good. Uh, but check out that post on the sub. And if you haven't followed High Fun on Twitter, highly recommend doing so. Next up, uh, we were talking about a little bit earlier on the show, but how Street Fighter is so pervasive through pop culture. And this is another one of those things where it just it shows up. And you say, wow, there's these people who just have so much reverence uh, for Street Fighter and street, particularly Street Fighter 2, uh, where you see that a lot of that nostalgia come into play when it comes to selling certain products, things like that. We saw the couple months ago when they had the shoes. Those, those Street Fighter shoes were, those were actually pretty dope. There were, that Shadow Lou pair, that M. Bison pair was, mm, that... If you are into sneakers, maybe go check out those. But I just want to share this with you. Street Fighter is uh, doing a collab with, and I've never heard of this, but Naked and Famous Denim. I had to look at my wife's eyes when I said that to see if that would get a response. It did, and I'm glad it did. I've never heard of that particular uh, clothing line, but uh, Naked and Famous Denim. Uh, do a search for Naked and Famous. Safe search off. Uh that might put you like on a weird Hollywood list or something. I don't know. There's probably a Weinstein joke to be made there somewhere, but not willing to make it onto this particular podcast. But uh, if you do like high fashion, the jeans actually do look pretty sick. I'm gonna reel it back for the for the video format. Uh, just show off some of the little details, some little highlights on parts of the pants. These are nice pants, even like on the inside hem. Like that's a that's pretty that's pretty extensive. If you're into high fashion jeans, they've got the little like you got the Gael right there. That looks pretty cool. Uh, oh, I didn't read this in the in the arcade text foil embossed. Natural vegetable tan <laughs> I couldn't even read that with a straight face. Okay. Foil embossed, natural veg <laughs> Foil embossed, natural vegetable, vegetable tan leather patch. Hey, if you are into high fashion jeans, these do look pretty sick. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, and if you are into, if you are in that Venn diagram of people who love high fashion jeans and love street, what love Street Fighter, I'm sure there's a sliver there of people who are are into that. That's actually one of the people who. Frequents the sub turned me on to this beforehand, uh, which is why I bring it up now. But anyway, that looks pretty cool. Those jeans do look pretty. They look they look pretty dope. I don't know how the cut like cut will work. I need something that you know fits these hips. I need something that fits these thunder thighs. Thunder thighs aren't a good thing. My wife's shaking her. I don't have thunder. I'm like a twig. I don't have an ass. It's a. It goes back to leg. There's nothing in between. It's just. <laughs> Where does it all go? All right. Anyway, those jeans do look pretty dope, though. They look pretty sick. Moving on. Uh, a little congratulations are involved for Street Fighter V as they reach 1.9 million units sold. Uh, that's a good sign that Street Fighter V is growing. It's just good for the community in general. I mean, we all know 
the, the launch of Street Fighter V was abysmal. All of the major gaming outlets let everybody know that this game is just not complete. And if you look at it, in terms of completeness, it's, it's, still, it's still getting there. I think with AE, it will look like a much more complete product to just the general user, and then maybe we get those 1.9 up above 2 million, and maybe a lot of those casual players will get into the competitive scene. Uh, and just bring them in because it is it's easy enough to control to where it's you know, the characters are easy enough to control to where it might be I think with AE it might be the that might be the right time where a lot of new players will come in because they missed the boat on this with the launch right they launched it with nothing that would appeal to casual player so it was dismissed and rightfully so no one needed to buy the, no one who was like wanting to this to be their first game if, if, if this was you i'm sorry but this was a very lacking video game but it's getting there it's getting better and the community is growing and this is a good sign uh, especially if you look at the way that most games tend to sell uh it's it's just interesting that in the last couple months or so there's another like two hundred thousand copies sold and that's that's good for a growing community and hopefully hey if you're some of the people who just don't like street fighter 5 because you're out there. I know you're out there. I know you're listening. I get it. Sometimes I can be that person. I know. I understand you. I empathize with you. This could be a good stepping stone. Invite those people in and say, hey, you can control these people. You know all the moves. Guess what? These moves all translate to other games. Or most of them do. Here, learn this game or learn this other game that I love. Just the entirety of the community is growing and that is a good thing especially if, if street fighter 5 can sell more copies if this uh, like objectively lacking video game can sell more copies that's a good sign for the fgc and also it's just been a good year in games in general. it's been incredible like cuphead as we talked about at the top of the show that's just it's been a good year for games man it's good good feelings man we're all about the good vibes on this podcast that's what i'm talking about Speaking of good vibes, how do you feel like punishing Balrog stuff? Uh, I really just want to pull up this video uh, in particular to just give another shout out to, uh, and hard to, this is a hard marketable, marketable YouTube channel name, but PDC Sky. PDC Sky? Or Pitsk Sky? Pitsk. That's definitely not how you say that. Well, PDC Sky. His entirety of the YouTube channel, this is the guy who uh, set out all of those videos of ranges of moves. He would walk to max range, hit the normal, then show you exactly the max range of pretty much every normal and special. Uh, in the training stage, and we do it in slow motion. Uh, very useful stuff. Useful videos in general. Uh, he also shares some other fun stuff. He memes it up there with a little bit of Laura. Uh, you can see in his channel his latest video, but... This one in particular, it's really interesting to see, uh, you know, what, maybe not this stuff, because no one's just blocking and crouching, that doesn't happen, but he goes into, like, stuff later on with dash punches and, you know, target combos, how you should be punished, get max damage with Ryu, uh, and hopefully, this is a good sign for things that he wants to share later on, uh, so just check out this guy's channel, maybe give him a follow, give him a like, smash that like button, Hadoken that like button, sure you can that like button, uh, for the... <laughs> It's okay when it's for other people's things, huh? <laughs> it's not okay. It's not okay to be just... If I start, if I say it that many times ironically, at some point, it's not ironic. And that's when things go bad. But anyway, yeah, definitely check out this guy's channel. He shares a, a plethora of videos, too. And look at this. The layout's really cool if you're watching the video of this. But we'll share the links uh, in the comments. So if you want to find this page... Uh, it'll be there in the comments down below. Another video, shoutouts to Encore. This is a newer series that he's running, uh, Gimmick Busters. Uh, this one is featuring Ken, and he basically gives you a brief uh, three and a half minute breakdown of the, 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 the scrubby tactics, right? The, the things that Ken's shouldn't get away with, or you know, clues you into things that maybe he's getting away with because you didn't know he was in an advantageous position uh it's it's a very succinct breakdown of that uh it doesn't quite get into the nitty-gritty but it at least opens up the window to oh i see it now that i shouldn't be 
or I should be punishing in this situation if I wasn't. And that's when you go into training mode and you start practicing things. I believe his plan is to go in with uh, a whole slew of characters to do this gimmick busters with. Uh, Laura, I believe, might be next. His potential. A lot of people hate Laura. Um, got that hate on that. Mashing some scrubby tactics. But uh, if you are that level of player, uh, recommend checking out this video. It's only three and a half minutes long. Uh, definitely worth a listen if Ken is giving you problems. And we're not, I'm not just talking about the mashing sure you can, for sure you can Ken's. It's not just that, because that's, that's easy to do. That's easy to beat, right? This is a little bit more nuanced than that. So, again, very succinct. Uh, well worth the watch if you are a player of that skill level. And another video, higher level of skill, uh, very specific Vega punishes. It's something that kills me here uh, is the use of V-Skill. Uh, he forces whiffs by using uh, certain moves, and it's incredible. This is something that I feel like a lot of players got into in terms of ranged set play, in like late game Street Fighter 4. But look at what this Vega is doing in this video, especially if you if follow the link down below. But the things that he does is he sets up specific ranges using special moves uh, or blocks typical block strings. He waits for that whiff, hits his button to get that whiff punish. Uh, and it's a type of play that I miss and I feel like that is you know, where things should be headed. I think that's where things should be headed with, with this game. I feel like it's very easy to set up very specific block strings. Uh, if you expect your opponent to mash a jab in certain situations, uh, it could be... I just like the direction of where he takes his his neutral his neutral tech, right? Uh, and if you play Vega, highly useful information. Uh, so if you are a very skilled Vega player, I uh, recommend checking out this video and maybe stealing some of this tech. Uh, it looks pretty hot from where I'm sitting. All right, moving on. Okay, big announcements. Big news coming out of Capcom, uh, Japan. This was incredible. This was good stuff. Uh, I just think this announcement and maybe the wording around this is pretty interesting. Uh, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, Valuable Edition 2, which is just uh, it's fantastic wording. I love it. That's just uh, the word salad of, of good stuff. Uh, some very interesting art there. Uh, on the cover of this announcement, uh, I forget exactly where was this ever announced in print. Uh, it looks like it was announced in print. Regardless, uh, it's posted on ecapcom. Again, God damn it, Capcom, cap.com. Why the hell haven't you taken that yet? Please redirect ecapcom.com/streetfighter5/ae. Look at this though. It's got uh, this is basically if you like art. If you like little kish things, this is cool. Uh, there's a there's a secret. There's a secret. Bonita plushie. Very interesting stuff. Uh, if you are into uh, Street Fighter art, Street Fighter lore, this is something that you know is available to you in this region. But let's keep scrolling down. Now a little little pins and keychains. Little keychains. Look at those little keychains. Look at that little Ed. Look at that Minot. That Minot is Moe AF. That's so cute. Uh, something in particular. Oh, wait a minute. We have to scroll down. What is this? Is that a moves list? Is that a. I think I see an Abigail. Computer. Enhance. Computer. Enhance. Ooh, High Fight caught this again. Very key Twitter account to follow. Zoomed in on that Abigail post because we saw the moves list there. Very interesting. I can see Capcom. Something that everybody assumed, even me, I was guilty of it. And I got to eat my own words here. If you look on this list, all that it's showing is a separate V-trigger with perhaps another special... I forget the translation of the move that he gets in his new second V-trigger. Uh, people are assuming it might act like Alex's V-trigger, but that's beside the point. It only shows a second V-trigger. No second V-skill. No second critical art. I was, I was dead wrong. I thought for sure we would have a whole new set of tools to work with. At least in my head, it made sense that if you have a new V-trigger, 
you might have a new V skill to match or at least offset the abilities of that V trigger. It made sense in my head. But from what they've shown here and what this seems like a pretty easy detail for someone to overlook and maybe include a second V skill because it was so small. We needed a very I got my Blade Runner computer out from the future and I told it to enhance and it did. It made the clicky sound so you know that it, that it enhanced. Uh, this seems like a very easy detail for someone who's just in marketing to miss and just not fully disregard if they had a full list out and had a second V skill to just put it on there. Who cares? Slapdash. We've seen that kind of marketing from Capcom as of late. It's not, that wouldn't be a surprise, let's say. It's a pretty leaky company, all right? That ship, that ship's got leaks in it. But, as you can see from this image, uh, again, shared in the comments, no second V skill. So what that tells us is that all we're getting is the second V trigger, which, again, bring it back to the top of the show, helps people who are looking forward to Evo Japan. It won't be as crazy if there's a whole new moves list to deal with. There might be some rebalancing, uh, certain the frame data might change, ranges of moves might change. We don't know. It's still still Wells. It's still a way away. But from what this shows us, and this would be very easy for someone to goof on, is that at the very least, at the, the release of Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, there will not be second V skills, V reversals, second critical arts. Only thing we're getting is second V triggers, which, again, interesting, but revealing, I think. Uh, and interesting that we saw this news so early, but don't want to take anything away from the valuable edition because you get that cute little play, the Bonita plushie, that might be cool. But if you are interested in gameplay, this was a little announcement, not a non-announcement announcement that they accidentally made that we can infer from this data. But in other news, moving into more Capcom stuff, uh, 81 Strider being real with himself heading of this post. I'm just going to read his words, uh, word for word. It's a little short post that he made here. Uh, he made this statement on Twitter, an image post on Twitter. Uh, just really strong words about how he is as a player. And I'll just get right to it. But 801 Strider says, this was a very difficult transition for me personally. I really started to find my footing as one of the best during the later part of Street Fighter IV's life. I had just achieved a dream in qualifying for Capcom Cup, and now the game was over. All that time practicing, studying, and obsessing, gone. I had to start over from scratch. I didn't embrace change and resisted it. I would crap on Street Fighter V at any opportunity I had and refused to see it for what it was. My playstyle on tactics didn't work in this game, so naturally, I blamed the game instead of myself. This continued for a long time until I decided to stop bitching and actually improve. This season was a result of that, and he did very well this season, qualifying Capcom Cup. It just, it's, it's a very good turn, a character turn, because they, they have him on video, 801 Strider shitting on this game. But here, coming to terms with it, and just coming out... Coming out the other end, a stronger player, a stronger competitive player in the game that everyone is kind of forced to play if you're into the Capcom Cup. But I also want to clue into he's always been a strong player. He's always been this way. A couple of years back, he ran an AMA for us uh, on our Street Fighter. It was actually linked in the comments of this post. Uh, and every word of advice he has to, he answered every single question. He stuck around for the whole thing, uh, answered very detailed questions, was very encouraging to newer and even skilled players. It just overall gives you a sense for what kind of guy 801 Strider is, and it's, it is a delight to read, to put it that way. It's very encouraging to read. Uh, so if you are in need of words of encouragement, uh, give 801 Strider a follow on Twitter. Maybe go check out that AMA. It's good stuff. It's very good stuff. All right. Speaking of good stuff, this was an interview from our friend, Born Free. Uh, the last interview, I believe, Punk's going to do before Capcom. I mean, he's got, he's got another month or so. However, 
this is pretty entertaining. Uh, pretty entertaining interview. He calls out Tokido specifically by name. It's very funny. Uh, watch the whole thing. It's it's an entertaining interview. He says a lot of really interesting things about his position on the game, his position on the CPT, maybe other games, what he does in his free time, how he thinks about being a top player, what he gets from his sponsorship. He answers all those kind of questions. Uh, and also, uh, the way that Born Free give, posts his interviews, he always gives timestamps for questions. So maybe if you just want to look for a specific question, uh, look in, the, in the, the information on that particular YouTube video and just go to the question you want to see answered and hop right to it. He always does that for all of his videos. It's a very good way of archiving things. So shout out to Born Free for doing that. Uh, but something that I just want to give a little special shout out to is that Punk calls out Nephew by name. And I just got to flex Pittsburgh strong for Nephew. Uh, it's my boy. It's my, not my boy. He, he attends our locals. He's a very strong Colleen player. Uh, and look out for him. This dude's going to be strong. Believe you me. And it, it was... Uh, validating that Punk would call this dude out and say that Nephew is strong. I know he's strong. Glad to see that he's being recognized as a strong player. But also his his internet is ass. Get a better connection, bro. I know Verizon's in your area. Come on, get that Fios. Get that uplink. I'll hook you up. But I know you're out there. I know you're listening. All right. The very good interview. Listen to the whole thing or just look for the questions you're looking for. Also, shout out to Born Free one more time. Uh, last thing before we get into questions, uh, Capcom Cup, Street Fighter V Last Chance Qualifier. Registration is now open. Something he actually talks about in the interview is that he doesn't know who he's going to play because he's the top seed and he's going to play the last seed round one. It could be a number of players, a number of very strong players, in fact. So this is actually a dangerous position for Punk in round one. Uh, of not having a lot of time to practice and think about and learn about who he's going to play first round of Capcom Cup. Uh, specifically, also, now that we're talking Capcom Cup, uh, it was announced in Wake Up Wednesdays yesterday, Michael Martin's uh, weekly YouTube video about the CPT and the tour in general, uh, announced that it was going to be just a regular bracket. Everyone thought they might go to groups this year. Uh, that was what people anticipated, but no, straight up bracket. So it doesn't matter how it's what you've seen beforehand. Uh, not all of the details have been figured out. They're hoping you have things probably locked down. I would guess by next week at the very latest. Uh, that's just my gut. That's my gut check of how things are moving along. Although what day is it today? It's pretty early November. Maybe next. If not next week, then definitely the week after. Probably sometime after the 15th. But that's just that's just a gut feeling of when they're going to have all of the details secured for Capcom Cup. Just to let people know. I mean, they have all the dates ready and the, the where it's going to be. So if you want to get your flights all ready, you can do that. Um, but not all the details quite yet. But all of the details for Last Chance Qualifier are out there. You can... Look at twenty dollars, twenty dollars. It's capped at two hundred fifty-six in Anaheim, Anaheim, California. So if you can find a way out to Anaheim, California, and you think that you can, you might, if it is a possibility that you could win this tournament and you could find a seat in that bracket at Capcom Cup, man, I mean, it's out there. Take it. The opportunity is out there. You need to take it. $20. That's so cheap. I mean, it might be a little bit expensive to get out to Anaheim, depending on your particular situation, especially if you're flying overseas or coming from uh, a different country. Who knows what's, what part of the world you live in, how hard it is to get to Anaheim. But last chance qualifier is happening in like less than a month. So register now, get your registration in, uh, and <laughs> make that seat go to the best player. And good luck at Capcom Cup. Which was like, shit, man. It's not even what timing wise. Like, I mean, this is like a month away. But anyway, looking forward to all this stuff. Uh, this should be an exciting tournament. 
very much looking forward to. But that does it for threads that I wanted to talk about that been posted to our Street Fighter this week. Uh, but the next section got a couple of questions here, a couple of basic questions, things we can talk about uh, before we get to FTC history. First question comes in from the toilet duck. <laughs> Look at my wife's eyes again. It's for uh, to see that reaction. Some of these usernames, man, <laughs> who knows? Fun names. His question is, how do I learn to tech throws? I see them coming and push the buttons, but the opponent is always faster. Sometimes I get thrown before I've even stood up. Uh, and to that question, I can give the answer. There are specifically a couple lessons dedicated to teching throws and defending against throws uh, in Geef Gym. A couple ways you can do it. Uh, know that a throw, either anticipate a throw coming and tech on wake up, uh, but you specifically have to learn the timing of your own wake up. That's kind of the trick here. Uh, I think timing wise that you actually need to have a certain practice ability in. You can't just, at least new players can't just see yourself wake up, know that this is when my character is active. So this is when I'll tech. It's something that, that is something that is learned along the way. Um, within a couple of you know, frame window, you could probably tell when you're gonna wake up. But specifically in Street Fighter V, where things are so mapped out already that wake-ups are, you can math it out to be, you know the timing of most all wake-up situations, or at least you can in Street Fighter V, uh, and practice those particular situations where you might be in a throw loop. Recognize, you know, the certain patterns of, you know, if you quick rise here, what can your opponent do to you? Uh, that having that knowledge definitely helps you out. What types of meaties might be coming your way definitely helps you out. But another thing that helps you out in general is the late tech. Uh, the lesson on late techs gives you the the entire breakdown of the the exact window of opportunity you have to tech a throw uh, versus you know like when you are in block stun, we exit block stun. And the tech, and, and including the tech window, once you've already been caught in that throw, how long you have to tech it, uh, all that information is laid out there. That information is available. Again, that's something you need to practice, uh, especially if you're, you know, getting mixed up with: uh, is it going to be a meteor? Is it going to be a throw? Is this late tech? That's just the answer to that question. Then the offensive answer to that answer, the double question answer tactic question answer that's a word salad but if you expect your opponent is late tech and you just you throw bait them uh, with a big old button and then you get a crush counter and that that's a good time what people might call the quote-unquote shimmy uh, but you don't have to worry about that usually at a lower level that's that's we're not even there yet uh, just regular learning that tech time you can practice that in training mode all of that is laid out in keeps gym uh, if you have problems with tech. The other thing that I will say about this, because it wasn't brought up in the question, uh, it kind of was. I'll get to this one first. Sometimes, the quote, sometimes I get thrown before I have even stood up. And the way that frames work in this game is that your opponent probably pressed throw before you woke up. Probably two frames before you woke up because he wants to land that throw on your third wake-up frame because that's the first frame that you become available to be thrown and will also be your three-frame wake-up. There's reasons why. It's all laid out in the all laid out in the, the Geese Gym post. That's, that information is out there. But your opponent is throwing... It's very likely throwing before you wake up. So the first thing you have to deal with on wake-up is a throw. You have to deal with it immediately. There's an immediacy to that throw. The other thing I will say is that maybe he's playing against Zangief. I don't know. This wasn't information that is available to me. And you can't take a command grab. It's not a possibility in this video game. I always love bringing this up, but this is definitely an aside. But in earlier versions of Street Fighter 4, there was a situation where Hakan could tech a command grab, Zangief's command grab, by doing forward hard kick while oiled 
Definitely not intentional, and it was patched out of the game, but that's just an interesting little little thing that existed in a very small period of time uh, that I always want to preserve. Uh, I want that information to be known, always, but definitely an aside. Anyway, command grabs cannot be teched. If, if you are hit with a command grab and you were not airborne or doing a move that is throw-in vulnerable, you have, that man has laid hands on you. You are going for a ride. Uh, you are getting scooped. Uh, but again, that information is also laid out in the Geef's Gym post. So if you're having trouble with throws, uh, go read through those posts. Uh, they're in the wiki. All right. Next question. Uh, in so many words, this is a much longer post, actually. But Peter Mobeter, <laughs> Peter Mobeter asks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fu- funnier than the toilet duck. Yeah, funny. That's it's pretty. Yeah, that's better. She, she's right. It's better. Uh, can we please demand better AI from Capcom? Uh, yes, I think we absolutely could demand better AI. There are be- there are examples of better AI, uh, and he laid this out in his in the full question. But Killer Instinct has fantastic AI. They have like a learned AI and they show you percentages of all the things that they track of like when you build your, your shadow character, right? It shows like how often do you tech throws? How often do you go for tick throws? It, it, it has that information out there and available. Like what kind of combos you go for, how much damage you typically get. It, it is, it is keeping track of that. I am, Almost, I'm like 100% sure that Street Fighter V does not track all of that information. Uh, if it does, that would be incredible if they could utilize that in some way and leverage that in some way uh, in the AI. That would give, again, those casual players something a little more something to bite into, a little more fat chew on if they want to grab Street Fighter V come AE. Uh, when it is a more quote-unquote complete game, uh, that would be incredible to see. I, I do not think that is coming in this next patch, but it's not something that people have put pressure on for Capcom. So maybe if yeah, maybe that's something that advocates of the FGC might want to, to bring up publicly with Capcom. Just go at them asking, can we get better AI? Here are examples of better AI. Can we get away from... Because I'm pretty sure the AI in Street Fighter V works in very similar ways to how it worked in Street Fighter IV. They're reading your inputs and they're reacting to it in, in human time. And it's... I've said it before in the past, but the AI is not a good way to learn how to play a fighting game against another human being. It just... it In Street Fighter, in Street Fighter games, it does not act the way that humans act. And in fact, acts in ways that will create bad habits for you if you are not cognizant of that you are playing against a computer. So the we could ask a lot more from them and maybe that's something worth putting pressure on. So if this is something that you are passionate about and if maybe you want to bring to keep those new players for a longer time, um maybe we should organize around this. This might be something worth uh, sending up to Capcom. So Again, just a thought. Maybe make a post, top-level post to our Street Fighter if this is something you're passionate about. Maybe I'll make that post because that actually seems something that is uh, at least va- would be very valuable to Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Tier, Crive? It's a Y. I don't know. Uh, Tier asks, uh, every time new Akira characters get announced, People get super pissy about it that we are not that they are not Street Fighter characters. But recently, in Capcom's favorite character polls, they were included as Street Fighter characters. So, what is the stub stance on the game? Uh, this was answered in a previous podcast, but I'll answer again because this is an exciting new thing. It happens pretty fairly often, but uh, we are pro Akira. Uh, on the sub, at least, at least until there is an Akira, uh, Akira's new fighting game sub that is run specifically for 
that game or that genre of game. And even so, then we'll kind of see how things go. But And the game's not out yet. All of it is is just announcements so far. But people, here's the telling thing, is that when people are excited about that game, they come here. They don't they don't really go to like our gaming or our is our Akira thing? It might not well that would probably take you to the anime. Uh they don't go to our FGC to post that stuff and talk about it. They go to our Street Fighter. And if that's what people want, let's let's be the how let's set the table for them, I say. I say if that if you want to build your community that way, if you want to start here on our Street Fighter, great. If you want to spin off and do your own thing, that's great too. But for the time being, and for what's worth, I say embrace it. Let it happen. Uh, let's not let's not be pissy about things. Let's just accept people who are excited about the thing that they love. So I'm I stand on a pro Akira platform. 2018. Vote for Joe Monday. Anyway, that wraps it up for user questions. And now we're getting into uh, Street Fighter F- or FGC history. Uh, the match that brought up was Evo 2014 Losers Top 8 uh, Ricky Ortiz and Sacco Sacco Noko uh, Sacco uh, known for his combo ability uh, dude does some high risk combos uh, but even if you're watching the video you saw just there drops a combo this is a very it's an interesting match because it brings up, it shows two things, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, one, the rare occasion where Sako even drops a combo. Dude is, has incredible execution, and Evil Ryu has very difficult execution. Lots of one-frame link loops, one-frame links in a row, one after the other. Uh, but specifically against Rufus, what Sacco actually does in this matchup is Rufus-specific combos. So you'll see some little extra damage added onto things because of the loops that are available to Evil Ryu versus the big hurt box of Rufus. Uh, it actually brings the commentators, uh, uh, James Chen and Seth Killian, they're just stunned because the combo just continues to happen. And they're like, well, he's hitting him again. Man, this is really... You won't like to have coffee break during this combo, uh, and it, that alone is impressive stuff because it's just uh, one again legitimate one frame length after the other. I don't actually, I, I've never asked this question myself or looked into the particular answer for this, and maybe someone out there can answer this for me. But I don't know if Sacco uh, rewired his stick to select link his his combos because he needs that jab he needs to link that one frame link with a stand jab it was difficult in street fighter 4 because everywhere else any any other button you could plank it priority link it by pressing the button you wanted along with basically along with there's there's write-ups for it if this is something that you're actually interested in where you would hit a button of lesser priority basically one frame after the button, your target button, uh, and that actually gave you two consecutive inputs for the higher priority button. But in the case of of Light Punch, there's no lower priority button except the select button. Now, it doesn't come out as an input in terms of uh, game-wise. It doesn't do anything for your game. In your game, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't pause the game. It's just the select button. It's the back button. So what people would do was rewire their stick, or maybe just have the dexterity to do your plinking, but with that with that back button, with that select button. Uh, I don't know if Sako did that with his controller, but he did a hell of a lot of one-frame links. I wouldn't be surprised if he did, just to make it easier on himself. Um, but again, just wanted to highlight this match. Two very top-tier players. Uh, Rufus getting in on that Evil Ryu. He could deal some damage to Evil Ryu's low health, but Evil Ryu at the same time has combo opportunities to deal a massive amount of damage on Rufus. Uh, and this one plays out pretty interestingly. So, uh, definitely a math 
match worth watching, uh, especially if you're into high level. If you are into high level Street Fighter combos, this is a pretty recent example of of things going you know, well one direction, but also the rare uh, rare example of Sako actually dropping his combos. Uh, a lot of weird drops in this match, so it's it was interesting to see. Maybe the nerves were hitting them. So. Uh, recommend checking that video out and that just about wraps it up for this edition of RSF Radio uh, as always uh, if you have any questions uh, write in uh, on the sub uh, DM me directly uh, hit me up on Twitter that's at Super Joe Monday uh, or on the sub I'm user Joe underscore Monday uh, I guess another big announcement that I should probably talk. I should probably talk about this, uh, but the head mod of our Street Fighter, uh, Soul Synaptic Impact, he took a step down, and he tossed me the keys to the sub. Uh, we're gonna change a little bit of things uh, about how the sub works. Uh, we're, I'm gonna try and make things very fluid. So if there's something that you want changed about the sub, please feel free to criticize anything you see on the sub if there's anything you want changed please let me know uh, with any amount of immediacy I'm gonna it's a very small team right now but because of that we are open to change in in any way uh, so trying to make things more community oriented uh, more local oriented people playing the game oriented but also want to give them give uh, people who are just fans of the series fans of the franchise uh I want to give them the same platform, put them on the same level as people who are uh, competitive with the game. Uh, it's going to be tricky. Uh, so I'm just kind of asking for, you know, this might be a little awkward with the transition, how things go. Things might change in a way you don't like uh, at times. Uh, bear with us as, as things might change in ways you don't like. Maybe just try and stick with it. Maybe give it a chance. Um, but again, if you have any recommendations on how... How, if, if you want to tell me how to run the sub, please. I would love that. Uh, taking any advice right now. Uh, hoping to make some positive changes for the future. Uh, but that, again, that wraps it up for another episode of RSF Radio. Uh, until next time, folks. Take care. Have a good week. <laughs>